Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church. And today we're in week four and kind of wrapping up this series. And I, I, just, I tell you, I love this series. Imperfect people, perfect results. And you know, really, I could have named this series and maybe should have named this series. What I'm calling this, this message this month is recovering your destiny because that's the key thing. You know, so many people, when they get in trouble, when they do something wrong, when they make a mess of their life, basically just want to be bailed out. They just want the pain to go away. And you know something? I understand that. And God wants the pain to go away from you. He doesn't want you living in pain. God wants you living in peace and in a relationship with Him and a relationship with the people around you that, that, that glorifies Him, that helps people, that brings people to the life of God. But but I want you to understand something. The person who just wants to get out of pain always continues making the same bad decisions. Y'all never forget one time I was recovering from just one of the, it, it wasn't the worst decision that I ever made. I just handled the, the decision in a very, very poor way. And so there were monumental repercussions because of a decision I'd made. And so, you know, I was communing with God, talking to God about this thing. And, uh, and I, one morning as I was praying, I just had this picture of a, of me being down in a, in a, in a hole that was, that was over my head, some kind of a pit that was over my head. And, uh, I had this immediate sense that if I just got lifted out of this ditch or out of this hole that I was in or this pit that I was in, if I just got lifted out of it, I would not be nearly as cautious and nearly as as discerning. I wouldn't pay much attention. And I might fall in that same ditch or that same pit again because, because you know, after all, I just got lifted out of it. But one of the things I realized is if if I... And this was just a picture I saw in my mind, you know, and, and, and I understood it in words, but I saw it as a picture. Then I realized, you know something, if I actually took the time and, and I was in this pit with no tools, and so I'm going to have to dig this out with my hands, and I'm going to dig me out a set of steps to come out of this pit. Something I realized is if I come out of this pit that way, I will come out of this pit with character, and I will much less likely fall in this same pit again. I want you to understand something. Our modern philosophies cause us to raise codependent kids, cause us to have codependent relationships, and really cause us to pursue a codependent relationship with God where we want Him to do for us what we should be doing. People say, well, you know, I depend on the grace of God, so it's all God's strength. Yes, it is God's strength, but it should be your decisions. And, and when we make decisions to handle things responsibly, when we make decisions to deal with issues in, in, in a, a way that reflects God's character, God's righteousness, God's dignity, you know, who God is, then, then we grow in those situations. And instead of just being people who want to be bailed out all the time, we become people who make wise, meaningful decisions. And so, 
You know, we barely scraped on this in the broadcast version of this, but in the, in the nearly 10 hours of teaching on this, you know, we go through the lives of, of Job, of Abraham, of Joseph, of David, of Paul, and of Peter. And, and we look at not just how that they fell into the pit, not just what they did wrong, but we look at the, at how they came out of it. And we, the scripture shows us what their beliefs were, what their heart intentions were. And, and this is why they not only came out of the pit, but this is why they came out and were still able to live their destiny. So I, I got great news for you. No matter where, where you are, no matter what you've done, you can recover your destiny. You can reconnect to God and recover your destiny without getting into a bunch of scheming, planning, lying, covering, blaming, and all that kind of stuff. You know, Peter, who was so doggone impulsive and stayed in trouble all the time, you know, Peter, uh, uh, swore his, his allegiance to Jesus, swore that he loved Jesus more than any of the other disciples. And then, of course, we know that on the night that, uh, that Jesus was betrayed, you know, Peter at one moment was ready to pull out his sword and, and go to war and start killing people. And then the next moment, when a servant girl challenged him about being one of Jesus' disciples, man, he, he panicked, he denied that he knew Jesus and called a curse down on himself if, if he even knew Jesus. Man alive, you know, Peter had to be torn up internally. You know that this had to be eating him alive. And then Jesus was crucified. Now, Peter and the other, other apostles, went to Galilee, and they were there fishing. And and some people say, well, see, they, they went there because they'd already backslidden, they'd already given up on their call. No, they went there because that's where Jesus told them that he would that he would later meet them. And I'm sure they were fishing either because, A, they were hungry, or B, they needed to make some money because they still had to live. So anyhow, they're, they're there fishing, and you know the story. Jesus shows up in John 21 on the shore. They're out fishing. They can't catch any fish. Jesus tells them to cast the net, you know, in a particular place, and 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 the net is so full they can't hardly they can't hardly get it into the boat. Peter realizes it's Jesus. He jumps in the water, swims to shore to Jesus. But then when he gets there, it's like he just kind of freezes in place because immediately when he saw Jesus, he reconnected to his failure. He reconnected to his shame. He reconnected to what he did wrong and probably had no idea how Jesus was going to respond to him. John 21, 12, it says, Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? No that it was the Lord. So Jesus then came and took bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish. And this is what he told them. He said, we won't, we won't eat uh, 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 the bread again. We won't partake of food again until the kingdom. And I want you to know something. Now, the, the kingdom of God has not been outwardly established. That will not happen until Jesus comes back. But when Jesus was raised from the dead, then the kingdom, we had access to the kingdom of God in our own hearts. So, so this was really a fulfillment of, of prophecy. Now, in the Middle East, and I'm assuming it's still this way, but at least at that time in the Middle East, if someone, if you were at odds with someone and they invited you to eat with them, this was a sign of reconciliation. And so, you know, Peter had to have some inspiration and some hope that, hey, wait a minute, he's invited me to eat, so maybe things aren't as bad as I thought they were. So then verse 15 says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Now here, this love, this word for love that Jesus uses is the word agape. And this is that divine self-sacrificial love. But remember, 
in the New Testament, um, there's not a word that, that is exactly like they would have spoken. Remember, Jesus and the disciples, they spoke in an, in an Aramaic, in a Galilean dialect, and the first Gospels were written in that and later translated in, into Greek. And so when they translated into Greek, they just had to use the closest words possible. So in, in the Greek, there wasn't a word for a love me like a love where two people are fully committed to each other. You know, we are, we are in this relationship. It's all about us staying connected. It's all about us being deeply in love with each other. But now the Greek had several words that they used to kind of create this concept. And, and it's the, it's the idea of love completed or love perfected. And in that case, the Greek presents a very interesting idea that's very close to this, this Hebrew word, which means a love that's given. It's experience and it affects the person's heart in such a way that they give that love back and even, even start giving that love to other people. It becomes the basis of who they are. And, and, but, but it reflects more than anything else that they enter into this loving relationship. And this is one of the things you want to realize. God is calling everybody to this intimate, loving relationship. God is calling everybody to be, as the bride of Christ, to choose. It's your choice to, to be that person that's going to be deeply in love with Him and connect to Him in a way that other people aren't going to. And, and because of that, and John, Jesus said, you know, if you love me in this way, in this relationship way, in this intimate way, my father and I are going to come in and, and, and I'm going to manifest myself to you. I'm going to show you who I really am. You're going to see me and you're going to, you're going to experience me in all of your situations. And I'll tell you, there are things that happen in intimacy with God that do not happen just because you're a believer. They're promised, they're available, but it doesn't mean that you necessarily have them happen in your life. So when Peter answers him, he says, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. He didn't say agape. Basically, he's saying, you know, I'm really fond of you. You know, we're, we're pretty good friends here. Now, Jesus did something here that I'll tell you, it staggers the mind of most people because then he said, feed my lambs. Now, I believe that God inspired Peter by his purpose, by his calling. See, Peter may have been closer than any of the people that we have studied at committing uh, the sin that Job didn't commit. I don't remember if we talked about this. I know I talked about it in the series, but I don't know if we got a chance to talk about this in the broadcast. The Bible says that there was a particular sin that Job did not commit with his mouth. And, and that concept for sin there is, you know, giving up, reaching a point of of desperation and being overwhelmed to you, to where you give up on your purpose, you give up on being alive, and basically you give up on your divine destiny. And Peter may have been really close to that. Now, I'm going to weave something in here. It's going to take a little more time than I probably need to take, and you, you'll get this in the series. But you know something? I've been actively involved for about 30 years and helping recover a lot of ministers who backslide because of things that I've gone through and that I've had to recover and I had to walk out of. And so for, you know, I've always been a, a safe place for these guys to come to and to get help because they know they're not going to get condemnation from me, but they're also, they're going to get the voice of experience, not the voice of self-righteousness. And here's one of the things that, that I have found, and this just drives me crazy. Usually when a pastor gets into some type of sin, 
Uh, you know, there's always some associate pastor or some youth pastor or somebody on the board that wants to make a power move. And so out of their, out of their zeal to get control, they want to expose that pastor, expose his sin, embarrass him before everybody. Everybody needs to know about this. He needs to pay for this. Well, you know something? Here's what I found. I found in those situations that a couple of things happen. Number one, usually exposing a pastor's sins or a leader's sin or anybody's sins, usually exposing somebody's sins just ends up hurting innocent people that otherwise would never be affected by it. Now, now I understand if somebody's a predator, I understand a sexual predator, a financial predator, I understand that that person needs to really needs to disassociate with ministry in any way and and do not need to be in a position where people are coming to them for help. But you know, not everybody who has who has an issue is a predator. Not everyone who falls is a predator that's looking to hurt people. And so, so if you're interested in preserving the innocent, then you don't want to, you don't want to throw everybody's uh, trash out before the innocent because they don't understand. They get discouraged. They fall apart. Their lives come unraveled. And, uh, but here's what's interesting. I have found that it, yes, people need to be responsible. Yes, they need to get help. I, I mean, I'm, I understand all that in the recovery process, but I have found that people need the hope of being able to live their calling, being able to live their destiny. And I believe this is exactly what Jesus was doing. He was, you know, see, Peter still hadn't dealt with his issue. He still hadn't really owned this. And so that's why Jesus is having this conversation. But you see, if you don't believe there's any hope for your destiny, uh, unless you're innocent, then you got to blame people. You got to have excuses. You got to come up with stuff. And that, you know, that's why the Bible tells us to confess our sins. It's not, we're not doing this begging God to do something. We're taking ownership. We're not blaming anybody else. We're not making it somebody else's fault. We're not coming up with excuses. We're, we're acknowledging what the Bible says that Romans 6 14, you know, that sin has no dominion over me. So I did this because I chose it. I want it to. I, at the time I want to, you know, I don't like the consequences but I want it to. And Peter had not yet come to that place. Therefore, he couldn't really reconnect to his destiny. And so Jesus gives him the hope of reconnecting to his destiny. Feed my sheep. And I want to tell you something. Uh, the preachers and the Christians that I have helped that have come out of really devastating situations, a large part of why they got help is because I helped them stay connected to their destiny. Now, now understand... Uh, you know, religious people are not going to want you to have a destiny. They're going to want you to pay. They're going to want you to pay the rest of their, your life. They're going to want you to never, ever, ever be able to fulfill your calling, your destiny. But you know, the, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Now, He wants you to deal, He wants you to deal with your issues. He wants you, He wants you to be a person of character. He wants you to be godly and be a godly influence. But He doesn't want you to lose your destiny. And so, you know, Peter says, well, we're friends. And you know, I, I know Peter inwardly had to be like, what is going on here? Verse 16, Jesus says to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And again, Jesus uses that word agape. Do you really love me with this deep love where you want to be in this intimate relationship, where our, my relationship means more to you than anything else? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you know that I'm real fond of you. That's what it says in the Greek, or that we're, that we're friends. And so, again, Jesus says, tend my sheep. 
And so inwardly, Peter had to say, are you crazy? I've denied you. I'm not qualified. Everything I know about God says that this is it for me. But then the third time, he says, Simon, son of Jonah, are we actually friends? Do you phileo me? Are you really fond of me? Do we even have a friendship? And this time, Peter was grieved because he said the third time, are we friends? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that, that we're friends. And Jesus said, well, feed my sheep. Now listen, Peter's issue was that he had to experience God's forgiveness. Now listen, forgiveness is given. We already know that Jesus has died for the forgiveness of all sins. So when a person gets saved, uh, they're experiencing the forgiveness of God. They're experiencing the new birth. Now, those things have been given, but they're not received until that person believes and takes it unto themselves. So, so even though you have been forgiven for your sins, that doesn't benefit you until you receive it and take it unto yourself and it becomes a part of who you are, becomes a part of, uh, of your, of your beliefs. And so, so Jesus recovered Peter to his destiny, but Peter still had this impulsiveness, and Peter still hadn't really worked all of this thing out. And so basically, Peter's impulsiveness caused him to focus on the wrong issue, and, 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 but it brought him face to face with his greatest fear. Because remember, you know, Peter had backed down from a little servant girl out of fear, and now he's being told not only that he's going to die if he follows Jesus, but he's going to die by crucifixion. Verse 18. Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself, you walked where you wish, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he says, follow me. You know something? Too many people don't count the cost. Jesus says, if you want to do this kingdom living, you got to count the cost. Because counting the cost of my relationship with Jesus being more important than anything else, I don't, I don't know what that cost is going to be. You know, I've seen marriages blow up because a husband or a wife decided to follow God and, and their spouse didn't want it or, or, or didn't want it to the degree that, 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 that their spouse wanted it. I've seen people, you know, I've seen people get fired. I got fired from a job because I, you know, when I was a young believer, because I wouldn't go out and drink with the boss and other salespeople at night. And I was never, you know, I've never been religious or haughty or self-righteous or, or put people down, you know, because of drink or whatever. I, I just didn't drink and I didn't want to go back into bars because I'd just come out of that life. And I, I didn't want it and got fired basically because of it. And, and so, you know, you don't know what the cost may be. Any, anything from anything from some mild persecution at home or at work to actually it costs in your life. But the question is, have you counted the cost? Ha, have you faced that right now and said, you know something, let, let me decide where I really am now. And if I'm not there, then I, I, I can own that and God can get me there if I'm willing to get there. You know, I've given that invitation all over of the world, actually, where I would preach a sermon and give it and go through this right here about the love of God. And the invitation would be, listen, uh, if you're not in love with God, if you realize you like God, you're fond of him, you appreciate what he does for you, but you know you're not passionate in love with him, come down here, let's, let's, let's settle this and let's talk to God. Because God can handle it. See, remember, we are supposed to be in this process of getting to know God. Now, listen, I want to share something with you. I want to remind you, 
that in October, here in Huntsville, Alabama, October the 20th through the 22nd week, we're going to have Heart Physics Weekend. And Heart Physics Weekend, we're going to be dealing with com- overcoming our, our silent enemy called stress. 95% of all diseases are caused by stress. And we're going to be teaching you how to enter into peace. We're going to be giving you heart physics exercises that you'll do right here in the workshop. And you will go out of here ready to bring yourself to a place of peace, ready to be able to handle conflict, ready to be able to sleep in peace and, and have a good night's sleep and get up in the morning and face the day filled with energy again. So if you're interested in getting the stress out of your life, and remember, stress is one of the number one things that keeps you from being able to hear the voice of God in your heart. If you're ready to deal with this, then be sure and join me uh, October the 20th through the 22nd, and also October the 27th through the 29th in Victoria, B.C., leadership that builds people. I'm telling you what, if it's a different day for leaders, and you got to have a different set of skills if you want to be a leader. If, you're, if you've got a business, if you're building a business, or if you aspire to have a business or to be a leader, you and you're in the, that area, then you want to be sure. Go to our website, find the link to it, and you can... You can uh, register with um, by design which is the organization that's putting this on in, in victoria it's going to be a great weekend all right let's just jump back to this now and by the way let me mention this be sure if you like this broadcast right now click below and like it because that'll make thousands of other people all over the world have the opportunity to hear this and at the very end of this broadcast just if you're watching on youtube just take about 10 seconds and subscribe to my youtube channel if you're not watching on youtube then go to youtube uh, uh look me up on youtube and subscribe to my channel again that helps more and more people uh, uh have an opportunity to hear these messages and uh, it makes sure that you know everything that I'm coming out with because I'm always coming out with new material. So, you know, Peter was restored for a purpose. And that, that's so important that we realize that. You know, God, everything that God does has purpose behind it. And the purpose, God's love for us is not the end of the purpose. And I hear people act like, well, all God cares about is that we know that we love him. No, that's not relational. God's purpose in everything that he does is a relationship, is a loving relationship between God and myself. God wants us to be connected. He wants us to be real. He wants us to be, wants us to be honest. And the whole reason, you know, of getting betrothed, getting saved and not being immediately raptured from planet earth is to go through this process of getting to know him. And as I get to know him, I'm going to fall in love with him. That's what God wants. Don't worry about the fact that right this moment you just maybe are fond of him or you just appreciate the fact that, that he has forgiven your sins. You know, but don't worry about the fact you're not deeply in love with him, but pursue that. Pursue that kind of relationship. And, and, and always remember this. God does have a divine purpose for you, but you're not going to hear this if you're never intimately connected to him. When you're intimately connected to God and he whispers into your life, man, you're going to grasp the realities of, of what God is trying to do, why God has called you, why what God is trying to do in your life. You know something, uh, in, in this series, we, we talk about this, and I've talked about this in other series, but we talk about the whole concept in uh, Psalm 23, 6, where it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Remember something. Number one, that word goodness is, means to harmonize or to harmonize with the heart of God. 
And, and mercy is not just the fact that God doesn't kill us. It's, it's more than that. Mercy has a purpose. And that purpose is to draw you back into the heart of God. That word for mercy has a picture of, of, of us being covered, if you will, by the heart of God. You know, that's, that's what Paul was talking about in Romans when he says, he says the goodness of God should draw us to repentance. That repentance is where we're giving up our opinion, giving up our ideas and harmonizing with God, becoming one with God and our thoughts and our mind and all these, all these aspects and, 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 and loving Him. So, and that, that word for follow is the word chase. So God is always chasing you, but you know, he, He's not just chasing you down to give you a kiss. He's chasing you down to, to love you, hug you, kiss you, draw you back into a relationship. But you know something besides that? He is drawing you back to Him so that He can make your calling and destiny sure. God wants you to be connected to your divine purpose. And trust me, you do have a divine purpose. Listen, man, for Cyberturf broadcast doesn't even come close to scratching the surface on what's going to happen in your life as a result of this series. You know, if you're watching on YouTube, you can click and go, go straight to information about this series. If not, you can go to impactministries.com and, um, and you can, you can get this series. You can download it. And, and tonight you can be in an in-depth study that's going to change your world. That's going to open your eyes to, to how passionately and seriously, God wants you connected to your divine purpose and connected to your divine passion. Like I say, it's nearly 10 hours of teaching. And I promise you every message in this is going to be encouraging. It's going to build you up and it's going to help you get past the guilt and the shame and all the things that are holding you back. You know, a lot of people have gotten up from their falling but they haven't gotten up and gone forward. They haven't reconnected to God. There's always shame between them and God, or there's always shame between them and their destiny. Well, I'll tell you something. This is going to give you the tools to get you past that. So be sure, get this series. It, it's, it's going to be worth every minute that you put into it. And remember, anytime you purchase a series from us, you are in, giving us finances to work with to reach a billion people and raise them up as disciples unto the Lord Jesus Christ. So be sure and do that. Let me take just a minute too and mention, be sure and download our mobile app. You know, not too long ago, we had a meeting with a lot of our world changers and, and we did a survey to find out things we could do to improve our relationship. And I found out that most of the things that, uh, that they were asking about were things we already had available. They just didn't know it. One of the best ways to know what is available is by having our free mobile app and that way you're getting updates, you're getting information, you're getting daily quotes. And people ask me, they say, well, you know, why don't you have a podcast? We do have a podcast. And you, you can, you can get us on, uh, on the Apple podcast. I think, I think you were on the Android podcast. We're, of course, YouTube. But the thing is, is if you've got our app, you can watch us by video on the app or you can watch us or you can listen to us through audio. We are doing everything we can to make these messages available to you and make them as easy access as possible. Anything we can do to help, I want to hear from you. I want to know ways that we can help. You know something? I've spent my whole life training and launching people into the ministry, but also recovering people. Recovering people in ministry, but just recovering people in, in daily life. If you are at a place where you've made dra drastic mistakes, you've messed your life up, either 
get the series or go back and listen to these broadcast series over and over again because I want to tell you something. God does not want you to stay down. He wants you back in a relationship with Him. He wants you in love with Him, but He wants you connected to your destiny. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.